Good morning. It's March 10th. It's a cloudy morning in New York, heading into a gross and rainy night. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. Today's paper is chock full of stuff, but morning events are piling up on top of that even. So I just read a piece in the Times about Saudi Arabia offering to normalize relations with Israel if it can exact a high enough price from the United States, or possibly just professing to be interested in negotiating normalization for the sake of making Joe Biden look like he couldn't deliver something Israel wanted. The piece describes both Israel and Saudi Arabia as being motivated by the desire to shore up their defenses against Iran. And now turning from the paper to the live internet, we have breaking news, Dateline Riyadh, Saudi Arabia and Iran reached an agreement that paves the way for the reestablishment of diplomatic ties after a seven-year split, a major realignment between regional rivals, the country said Friday in a joint statement. Maybe they all three can normalize relations with one another. In another morning announcement, this one scheduled, the Labor Department announced that 311,000 jobs were added in February. Wage growth slowed, however, leaving the Federal Reserve unsure of exactly how much effort it still has to put into crushing the economy and putting workers back in their place. Yesterday, panicky tech moguls began frantically withdrawing their money from Silicon Valley Bank. This morning, pre-market trading in the bank's parent company was halted after the stock fell 63%. Maybe not what nervous depositors want to see. Back to the newspaper, right-wing Democrats are gloating about the state of politics, and Peter Baker is there in a news analysis column to let them gloat. Joe Biden is suddenly talking about the national debt as a grave and serious issue. He is stomping all over D.C. home rule in the name of grandstanding in support of Republican messaging against crime and fear. And he is promising to become more brutal at the border again. So it's a good day to be a moderate Democrat, said Matt Bennett, head of Third Way. We're back better than ever. Bennett described the process of letting Republicans set the terms of the policy agenda as keeping the high ground on culture war issues like crime and immigration. Which isn't exactly the same thing as finding effective solutions to crime and immigration, is it? In Virginia, prosecutors will not charge the six-year-old who shot his teacher in January. The Times story quotes a prosecutor telling NBC News that the prospect that a six-year-old can stand trial is problematic. And speaking of who the system is and isn't prepared to put on trial, we have yet another incremental and vague story about Donald Trump and New York prosecutors, this one saying, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office recently signaled to Donald J. Trump's lawyers that he could face criminal charges for his role in the payment of hush money to a porn star, the strongest indication yet that prosecutors are nearing an indictment of the former president, according to four people with knowledge of the matter. Unlike in the story about Hope Hicks showing up for purposes unknown, This at least advances one specific claim, which is that the prosecutors offered Mr. Trump the chance to testify next week before the grand jury that has been hearing evidence in the potential case, the people said. Such offers almost always indicate an indictment is close. It would be unusual for the district attorney, Alvin L. Bragg, to notify a potential defendant without ultimately seeking charges against him. Nudge, wink, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Donald Trump responded with a statement saying the same thing he always says. That's the news. Have an excellent weekend. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going.